Hello and welcome in to the Intern Allen Show. We're back. It's uh, Tuesday night, 10.52. Told myself I was going to stop doing these super late at night, but um, that obviously didn't happen. Still in New Jersey. We'll be here for another week or two. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. I was going to... Oh, I just watched the Twins Twins get a classic 2023 20, Twins win. Um, 3-2 over a team that's not very good. Um, that's pretty much exactly how you draw it up for this year. Um, I was going to start this podcast by saying the Twins are dead, but they've won a game now, so maybe they're not completely dead. Although they are 1-5 since we last recorded. Um, and... I believe on that podcast I said they're back. So um, I think I jinxed that one too. Um, yeah, the Twins are basically dead, but we'll get into it. Um, and we'll be trade deadline happened. Not the most exciting deadline. And then we'll get into some uh, some Viking stuff and some PJ Flex stuff that happened earlier this week or last week, I suppose. <clears throat> and then we have a lengthy interview, if you can call it that, with uh, – Four four guest loons who were at the 3M and had a great time, as you'll be able to tell in the interview. And then another post game. So uh, let's get right into it. This is where like a theme song would play. We should I should work on that. Get one of my musician friends to write that for me. Um, it's actually a great idea. I could totally do that. Um, let's start with the trade deadline, probably. Um, Twins did make a trade, although it's not a particularly exciting one. Um, they traded one of the Lopez's. Let me get this right. Jorge Pablo pitched tonight. Pitched very well, by the way. Um, Jorge Lopez traded him to the Marlins for Dylan Floro. They're both right-handed relief pitchers, I believe. Um, I know they're both relief pitchers, I less sure on the right-handed though i think that's right um jorge lopez was he came over last year in a trade um with baltimore that we gave them yanir cano and Cade povich um who yanir cano was an all-star this year and Cade povich should still be good he's a one of the top prospects uh i think he's a top 50 prospect in the in the league right now um so we for sure lost that because um jorge lopez was awful for us was in and in and out of the il um had like a mental health thing at one point probably because he was pitching really horribly um so it really stinks that we gave up two really good prospects and one that's already making a big difference in major leagues for a player that really never pitched well and yeah they're essentially not using him and then if they were to use him it was only in like super low leverage situations and he would usually pitch really badly. So, um, we got almost nothing out of Jorge Lopez, um, and sort of flipped him for another kind of very middle sort of boring middle reliever, I guess. Um, which maybe he'll be good. I, right now they, you can trust maybe two arms in the, um, in the bullpen and Duran has been pretty shaky too, just cause they've been using him so much. But, um, you know, I think Emilio Pagan's our third best reliever at this point, which is a little tough. So if Dylan Floro can be that, can be third best, better than Emilio Pagan, like, let's, uh, 
you know, sign me up, I suppose. Because Jorge Lopez was supposed to be one of those late-inning guys. Like, he was supposed to be good. It just never happened for him in Minnesota to whatever. Sort of don't really know what's all that all that's about. But he's gone. Not really an exciting trade. The Twins mostly um, kept the status quo going, which um, I'm more than fine with because based on the record, I think they're two games over 500 after tonight. Um, they should, and the fact that they're leading the division, they should maybe be considering going for it. I think the Angels have been gone for it with less right now. They got two arms from the White Sox, by the way, which the White Sox are selling like crazy. But um, I think the Angels have a worse record and going way harder, but it's a very different situation. They need to cash in on Otani's year and all that stuff. But um, the Twins could have, could have, um, gone for it, but I think that'd be a mistake because anybody that's watched the Twins, even like three games this year, can tell that this isn't a good team. Every game they win is by a run, and they score, you know, at most five runs a game. And um, they get to play the worst division in the history of baseball, and they still get swept by the Royals. Which, by the way, I haven't I haven't made enough of a deal about the fact that they got swept by the Royals. And the Royals are, if not for the Athletics this year like one of the worst teams in baseball history um and people like their record was something like i don't even know i should get up in front of me here but um i'm not gonna say this and it sounds stupid but it's really really bad they're on pace to win like or to lose like um over 100 games easily something like 120 games um they're horrible and we got swept by them um baseball standings that'll do it huh let me see and this so this record is after three games against twins 32 and 75 um that's really really horrible um it's like well over losing twice as if you lose twice as many games as you win you'd end up 162 let me think uh, this is some high level math that I'm probably not capable of at the moment. Okay, if you lose, if it was a it was a, if it was a 150 game season, if you lose twice as many games as you win, then you would lose 100 games by game 150, and then you would lose. That's 12 games after that. You'd lose another eight. So you'd lose 108 games if you lost exactly twice as many games as you were going to win, and they are. Right now, 32 and 75, which means that they're losing nine more than that. Um, or they have lost nine more. They would have to take away nine losses to lose twice as many games as they win. So they're even worse than that. So that means they are legitimately on pace for 115 losses, 120 losses. Um, which is crazy because if you saw a team win that many games, it's like historic, you know, and losses, it's just, that's horrible. I can't even imagine. But that's the team we got swept by Bobby Witt, the Grand Slam in the 10th inning against Iran was pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. Um, I used to watch him at the Trash Pandas back in the day when they played the uh, the wind surge, I believe. Um, and he was sick back then. I'm not going to lie to you. But, um, yeah, the Athletics are 30 and 77, so they're even worse. But that's partially because the Royals swept the Twins. Anyway, um, 
it's really, really bad that the Twins are supposedly competing for the division and they get swept by the worst team in the division and a historically, historically, historically bad team at that. Um, thankfully, we're still two up on the Guardians. The Guardians got no hit tonight by Framber, Bal- Framber Valdez. Um, so they're not exactly better. Um, but whatever. All this is to say, like, I think buying would be a mistake if we were to give up anything, any kind of prospect. Um, any top 20 in the organization guy even, I think it would be a mistake because whatever you'd get back for that would not be anywhere close to enough to put them over the top. Um, there was some, like, scuttlebutt about Paul Goldschmidt, which that would have been kind of sick, I'm not going to lie, but um, you'd have, and I think you'd have him for an extra year, but you'd have to give up a lot for that, and I don't think even Paul Goldschmidt, former MVP, though he may be, would have made the... Uh, the difference for the twins this year so i'm more than happy to see them sort of stay put obviously if they would have dealt kepler i would have been okay with that that didn't happen um and that's to say i also like wouldn't want to see them selling in general either because the team is still above 500 the teams is still leading the division might as well just sort of roll the ball out and see what happens for the rest of the year um and hopefully in the playoffs but yeah and i, I think it would be a mistake to sort of sell all the good pieces and just really tank this season there'd be almost no point um i've been told to mention edward julien's name on this podcast um he's really good and i mentioned him a little bit in the louis arias thing so um i may do a deeper dive on him if i have nothing to talk about in the next couple weeks but um and that's if he keeps hitting um He's been really good. He doesn't play defense well at all, and it's actually kind of causing an issue because they need his bat in the lineup. I guess it's a good problem to have, but um, right now he's hitting with really high average, and he's slugging pretty well too. His OPS is crazy. It's like something like the second-best OPS for a rookie in Twins history or something like that, which is insane. But um, and he's the type of guy who's always hit, so it's not something that would be crazy, crazy, crazy for him to keep up. I will say... Um, We've seen twins before hit really, really well in the first you know month of their career, or and Edward Julian's had more than that. But um, the first little run of their career, they hit really well, and then the adjustments come back, and all of a sudden they can't hit at all. Um, not to say that's going to happen to him; it won't happen to him. He's a lot better player than that, but he's not going to be playing the way he is forever, likely. Um, people like uh, Trevor Plouffe come to mind. Uh, Luke Hughes, I believe, for the real twins, twins heads that remember that guy. Um, had a really crazy first couple of weeks. Um, Oswaldo Arcia, I believe his name was, um, was the same way. Might not have been Oswaldo, something like that. But just hit a bunch of pumps his first couple of weeks in the league and then was never really good after that. And you could almost say Miguel Sano is like that, although it took a while for them to catch up with just throwing a curveball every time. But, but yeah, um, not a lot has changed, and I think that's a good thing for the Twins, unfortunately. Um, because I think buying in and really going for it would have been an absolute mistake. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's all I had wanted to say about the Twins for now. Oh, yeah, I guess just real quickly. Um, Scherzer moved, Verlander moved. Um, those guys have been sort of changing teams every two seconds for the past three years. So now they kind of seem, and this is kind of the same for me. Um Verlander moved to Houston, who's, you know, obviously looking to defend, and they have a decent chance at that, too. Um, yeah, and uh, Scherzer moved to the Rangers. So, I mean, 
them moving from both the NL um, and both moving from the NL to the AL isn't perfect for the Twins exactly, but uh, realistically, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I think we'd get pumped by the Rangers and the Astros in the playoffs either way. Um, White Sox, as I mentioned real quickly, moved a couple arms, like four arms, including Giolito and I think Lopez is his name, um, two of their better guys. And Giolito has been really good against the Twins, I think, um, in the past. So it's not they move into the Angels, so it's not horrible to see that out of the division. White Sox seem to be blowing everything up. Um, they still have some offensive pieces, but I think those guys have really disappointed, so there's not as much as it could have been. Luis Robert is still really good, and he's still on the team. But, um, yeah, if the trade deadline could have been a lot crazier for sure. You know, when Shohei got kind of taken off the market, I think a lot of stuff kind of fizzled out. Um, yeah, we went from Shohei maybe you're selling your entire farm for Shohei or something like that to, okay, Verlander moved to his fifth team in four years. Like, okay, cool, whatever. It's definitely not that many, but um, you, get the, you get the idea. Um, Vikings training camp. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to be a huge training camp guy. I don't really know everything, but um, I've looked into it a little bit. Daniel Hunter's back. I think that was a big headline this week. Sign a new contract, which, you know, is cool by me because I don't have to worry about the money, but it's, you know, they absolutely need him. But because um, without him on that offensive line, or not the offensive line, the defensive line, there's not a whole lot of names you recognize or you you get a lot of confidence about. So if they want to rush the passer in any, rush the passer in any kind of way, um, they needed him and they got him. And so that's that's good. Um According to some reports I've seen, the defense is looking good. Um, that's against, of course, the Vikings offense. So then maybe it's, I don't know what that says. But um, I think the report I saw was like the scheme um, is looking at least a little bit more interesting than it was last year. And I talked on here about how sort of boring and lame that scheme was last year. And um, Brian Flores being seems to be at least living up to what the expectations were in terms of like, we're going to make this scheme a lot more difficult to figure out, a lot more interesting in general, a lot more moving pieces um, instead of just kind of sitting back and letting, you know, Daniel Jones tear us apart. Um, Jordan Addison's beginning some buzz because, you know, he makes like a play and then everybody freaks out because there's a clip on it, you know, whatever. Um, it is what it is. Uh, apparently he's looked good. So that's cool. Um, I've also heard reports that he's like competing for the wide receiver three job at the moment, which um, may be different than a lot of people were expecting. I think there was maybe an assumption in part of this fan base about, okay, Thielen's gone. We replaced him. Same way we replaced Stephon Diggs with Justin Jefferson. Like, all right, cool. You know, just sort of plug and play. Jordan Addison's our number two now. Je- Jefferson and Addison, they're, you know, the JJs. Um, I don't think that's really the case, or at least the reports I've been seeing are not say that that's not the case, Um, that KJ Osborne is going to be that number two still. Um, I think some of that stuff is like, apparently, um, the O'Connell offensive scheme is a difficult one to learn quickly for receivers. Um, uh, If you think about sort of how much is involved with it, if you think about the Rams offense, basically, um, and how 
um, how much Cooper Cup has to do and how like he's sort of the only one they rely on because a lot of, not a, a lot of the other guys hadn't always been in in um, L.A. for that. Um, and so then KJ Osborne having an extra year on it is maybe playing better because of that. I think even if you listen, if you look back to when Justin Jefferson started, um, the first two games he like was barely targeted, didn't run a lot of routes, um, just like wasn't a, an impact or wasn't an impact player in the game at all. Um, his first year and obviously that's a different under different coach different offense all that stuff but um i think it's very possible just in general that jordan addison's not a whole lot in the first weeks first couple weeks and then we freak out a little bit but then he's a lot better player by the end of the year um and i think that'll be fine because this team should be making the playoffs and as long as he's um sort of relevant by then i think we're good um that's all the vikings notes i had i believe um my phone keeps turning off and my notes go away probably should have charged it actually though shout out for me shout out to me for having notes for this podcast i think that's the first time yet um pj fleck so report came out uh last week like a day after we recorded the last pod um that it's like a toxic culture in Minnesota um, and that he's using punishment or he's using like cardio as punishment. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just feel like if the Fleck Bank thing is true, which the idea is like if you were enough of a sort of like a good player, or responsible player, a good dude in his eyes that you could like get away with things like failing drug tests or whatever. Uh, or you can get out of certain punishments or whatever. Um, if that stuff's true, it's probably not great. But I think if you turned over enough rocks in any, you know, Big Ten team, any, you know, athletic department in any sort of Power Five um, program in this entire country, that you'd find something like that. Um, I think, especially the, like, oh, we, he made us run as punishment is, like, technically not allowed. Um but also, like, who hasn't done that before? And, like, I don't know when that became a big deal. Maybe, I don't know. But I feel like if that's the case, and, and even, other, like, every, like, coach is just a little bit toxic, I feel like, and maybe some aren't. But, um, like, you can find stuff to complain about with almost every program in the country. I could find stuff to complain about with the teams I played in, like, as a JV player in sophomore baseball. Like, I could do that. If I really wanted to. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, sometimes you say when there's smoke, there's fire. I'm just not sure how much fire there is to this. But um, I do have some inside information on it, actually, which, you know, is maybe not that interesting. But I just like to I'm – just, I'm just, like, enjoying the fact that I have inside information. So I'm just going to share it. Um, spoke to a – I'm not going to share his name because it wasn't on the record or anything, and it was actually a couple years ago. Um, I spoke to a longtime offensive lineman. That's your hint. Started a lot of games for the Gophers at offensive line. That's your hint. Um, it was He was like a, a girlfriend of a friend's cousin, and we ended up at the same place, and I talked to him a little bit, tried not to annoy him, all that stuff. Um, and... At one point, some other guy asked him about, like, how's P.J. Fleck? Like, he seems a little bit intense. Um, and, like, he gave, like, a sigh as if, like, 
how much do I want to tell these kids? Um, like, is this something I really want to go into or not? What he did say is he was always who he is in terms of, like, 6 a.m. He's really intense and, like, like chill out, man, like, all the time. So, like, there's never a moment where he's, like, relaxed and cooling with everybody um, that he's, like, kind of annoying and, like, really aggressive, over-the-top, like whatever he is, sort of what you see in press conferences or whatever, um, that he's like that all the time and that it's like both annoying and like cringy or something was the, was the word that was said, I believe. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's not a huge leap in, in sort of thought to think that somebody that is like over the top all the time um, takes like maybe motivating people to like too far um or like too much at some points i guess it's not crazy to think that that type of person could then do the type of things that he's allegedly doing there but um yeah i also don't you know it's sort of our word versus or his word versus the player's word and i think the u of m is probably going to believe him um and also the allegations i don't know they have i've seen worse um but yeah, I guess, I mean, it, it, as the program sort of goes as a whole, like, it's really one thing to bring in the guy from Western Michigan who's like, oh, okay, we really like this guy because he's, you know, a leader of men, you know, um, the type of, like, really master motivator, gets the most out of everybody, all that stuff. You know, he really maximized the talent that he had at that Western Michigan team before we got him. But... um if the dudes aren't buying into that and based on this guy that played a lot for him, it seems like they aren't. And then this report coming out, like this isn't a report that comes out for a coach you like. Um, Cause that stuff would probably happens. And then they may just, maybe just like the coach better at other places. Um, it just seems like the whole master motivator, like leader of men thing isn't working the way it, you know, is supposed to. And I, I don't know if it's just the team isn't buying in or you can't do that at a big time program the way you can do that at, um, uh, at a Mac school. But, um, I think it's, you know, probably allegations wise, not a huge deal, but is this coach even like doing what we brought him here to do? I think that's the, that's the bigger question in general. Um, I think that's all for the sort of Minnesota wrap up. Let's get into, the interview with the Loom Boys at the 3M. All right, welcome back to the Allen Post Show. The Loom. nope, <laughs> nope, the Intern Allen Show. I oh, start. All right. Um, <laughs> Good try, buddy. Maybe one of these days you'll get it. I'm here with Loon Megs, Loon Beast. Loon Moke and Loon <laughs> Sam Peters. How are we doing, boys? Hey, good. Doing bad. Bad. Intern, thanks for hosting. Have a great time, intern, Alan. Yeah, it's good to have you all. Uh, the boys were out at the 3M today. It's Saturday. Um, I know this pod is coming out Tuesday night, but it's Saturday the 29th right now at night. Uh, the boys were out watching the third round of the 3M Open. Uh, any first impressions from anybody? Let's all us uh, talk one at a time now. Mo, uh, great day at the 3M. We had Loon, 
Sam Peter's dad, hook us up with some tickets, free booze, free food, a lot of golf, a lot of good shots hit, a lot of bad shots hit. Overall, good day, though. Good day, though. It was a good day. Sam and I got ID'd three times, I believe. Three times. It was Sam Peter's. It was three times. My ID's never been I fucked more than it was today. It was absolutely impressive. You should have seen this lady on nine, Intern oh Allen. God. Holy cow. Holy she, cow. In what context? She, she absolutely studied all of our IDs. It was it was like something I'd never seen before. She told, she told uh, Loon Mags that he needs to quit smiling and go straight face like he would at the DMV. <laughs> Wait, when 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 you guys were standing there, she told him to stop in a, at a tent, like a beverage tent, like a like a classic old beverage tent on Nine Green. She was taking her job it was, seriously. It was something. Well, something. Else. We don't know who she thinks she is exactly. That was. Well, we, ran, we ran into a main. One main obstacle of the day is we couldn't bring the booze out of our tent to the normal ground. So when wanting to go walk around and watch some golf, we had to go to the other booze tents. And that's where Loon Megs ended up having a fiasco with the IDs. We had to well, buy it. The grind- Loon Megs, can you rewind and uh, give us a little recap on what happened when we tried to bring booze out of the tent? Well, we saw uh, Loon Beast and I just walked right out of the tent. And then uh, Loon Mope and Loon San Peters both uh, had a little accident in their pants. And they tried to hand their drinks over to me and Loon Beast. Well, if I must say. <laughs> and they, Loon, they got caught doing it. Loon San Peters got caught. Mine got distributed the way it should have been. Hidden securely. Not, he didn't say anything to me. only said anything to Loon San Peters. Wait, I need to back up. First of all. Accident in the <laughs> pants? What are we talking about? What'd you say? Loon Meg said that you guys had an accident in your pants. What are we even? What are we even talking about here? Well, Loon no. Loon Sam Peters had an accident in his pants about yeah. being nervous to let the booze out of the tent. Roll follow. And I just I just securely got it out without anybody seeing me. Seven. There were seven signs that said Where'd it. Where did they go? It was two upstairs. We're on a podcast as I text. Seven you. signs. But Look at this. Look at this. No, it's really hard. Whoa. We've got forks. We have Loon Karen. Loon Karen's on the pod. We're on a podcast. Welcome to the pod, Loon Karen. It's nice to meet you. We got a uh, little dessert break here (laughs) in Intertown. Oh, and don't, don't go there because the other boys said the same thing. That's what she said. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Thank you so much. Are those pillows? No, they're boys. Oh, they're hey, I think, Sammy, you got – or Loon, Loon Sam Peters, you need to you need to stop Loon Karen here so she can describe what's in this dessert right now. Yeah. We got to hear it. Can we get a recap of what this dessert is? It's – Brownie on bottom, brownie on top, in between ice cream, chocolate sauce, and Oreos. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Brownie on bottom and on top. That sounds awesome. We're not messing around out here. You need to see this, intern Alan. I got the fattest piece. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say that Loon Mags and Loon Bulb up here are 
cracking up with what's happening right now. It's Loon, Loon Karen infiltrated. <laughs> this part of the pod is electric. <laughs> off the Thank God we do no edits. Straight live <laughs> live show here. All right, here I'm on the internet, Alan Pod. All right, um, Alan, get us back on track. I'm getting us back on track. Describe for me the, the situation you had. You have a tent. You're staying at okay. house. Okay. What's going on? So we go get our drinks. We figure out quickly that we cannot bring the drinks out. Log- Loon, Loon Beast. <laughs> Loon Beast walks out, doesn't see the sign. We're like, Loon Beast, there's a sign there. He looks at the sign does not acknowledge the sign and walks out seamless. It worked. Mm-hmm. The problem was, is there the crew of workers kept growing. So as loon mags and loon beast walked out, the eyes kind of started turning. And so as for myself, I asked loon beast to come over and I sneakily, Handed my drink to him discreetly, discreetly, and no one saw. And I walked out and around, <laughs> and I didn't look behind me. But Loon Sam Peters fumbled the bag and was spilling his drink everywhere. And the guy saw him, and he said, "One warning: if we do it again, we're out." All right, uh, Intern Allen, let me let me cut him off here, and I'm just going to say this is actually what happened. <laughs> me and Loon Megs walked out. I read the sign and I kept walking and Loon Sam Peters and Loon Mope were big weenies and didn't want to walk. And then I got caught <laughs> handing us drinks and I said one warning and they said, okay, we won't do it again. That's an accurate description of what happened. That's fair. And then you tried to buy <laughs> and they ID'd you a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's pretty much that. So is this like a little hospitality tent that Loon Sam it was, got you into or what? About exactly what that was, yes. That and we it in. was amazing. Yeah, it was the 3M, 3M corporate tent, like the best you can get, basically. It was oh, actually on called the 3M Hospitality Tent. Mm-hmm. Shout out to 3M. No, no free ads. No free um, All right. Uh, I've been sent an itinerary for this uh, little appearance on a podcast. Should we run through the bullet points real quick? Yep. Yep. All right. The first one is... Lee Hodges playing well. Are we excited or not? Um, hand up. I don't know who Lee Hodges is. I've never heard of him in my life. Um, I know he is 20 <laughs> under or something now, but um, mm-hmm. sound off. Loon makes you're up first. Who's no, I want you first, Intern Allen. Are you excited yeah. or not? Um, personally, I'm not excited because I don't know Thank who you. he is. I would rather. I'm also him. not excited. Out. Yeah. Not a fan of Lee Hodges. Don't care for him leading the 3 a.m. I think. I'd much rather see Big Tone go back to back than watch Lee Hodges do something pretty gross that he's up the fiber. I'd even prefer a little JT Poston than, than Lee Hodges. But... I prefer Bo Hostler. Oh, no. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and Bo Hostler? We're not about that. Did we see Bo Hostler today? I think he he was like one over. He stinks again. But uh, We didn't see him. He wasn't even out there, really. He's out oh, there. We didn't was. see him. Oh, he, oh he, he was out there. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, intern, can I uh, make a point about you? You mentioned uh, JT Poston, him mm-hmm. and uh, Brian Harmon, big Megacorp guys, Huge the biggest, guys. <laughs> the biggest Megacorp. Guys. Is JT Poston also Megacorp? 
just a big old megacorp. We saw he was walking with uh, Big Tone and uh, Brent Sneedica, and he had the big megacorp hat, just like uh, Harmon wears. The biggest. It was incredible to see. Shout out megacorp. No and that. I enter yeah. now. If I may interject here, of course. I, I think it is. Uh, I think it's great to see Brant Snedeker uh, back towards the top of the leaderboard. I think he's been on medical exemption. He's only had seven starts on the year, I heard, earlier this week. Okay. And uh, nothing better than seeing Brant Snedeker back towards the top. I'm just going to say that. So, so uh, it's been a minute since he was leading, even, even when he was playing. I remember he was, uh-huh. like, really, he was nasty, what, seven years ago? And now he's... Yeah, he won the fed. Maybe 10. Yeah, maybe 10. Loon Mope, didn't he win the FedEx? Yeah. Uh, Brandon uh 2013 FedEx Cup champ, I think. Don't quote me on that, but... Good to see him back in form. Around that time. Mm-hmm. Love to see the pop stroke back in the putter. Yeah, Loon Sammy Peters is all about the... Uh, 2012 FedEx Cup, by the way. Wow, well, Mo. 2012. <laughs> Love so, Hodges. back to Lee Hodges. Um, I would say I'm not too thrilled to see him up top. No. Uh, a couple games, obviously, big tone. We're, we're shooting for him to make the Ryder Cup here in a couple months. Billy Hull. Billy Hull. He played well today. Even uh, Aaron Bearded Badley. Billy Hull. Bearded Billy Hull. Yep. Sure, um, just a firm side, side, <laughs> side note, Loon Mope got quite a bit of head nods today from the players, <laughs> and that was kind of awesome. So Those players. Uh, big tone, uh, big tone nice. is one. Me and me and Lo, me and Loon, me and Loon Beast, uh, <laughs> got it. Got pretty much a what's up from Big Tone. Pretty um, much a what's up. Yeah, that's the thing. Pretty much a what's up. Mm-mm. Uh, Brant Snedeker, um, Billy Ho, Justin Suh. Brant Snedeker didn't even look your way. Um, um, I'm pretty sure uh Kramer Hickok was shocked that I knew who it was. Oh, that's good. That's because that said, let's go, Kramer. He <laughs> looked at me like someone know, someone finally acknowledged me on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. He was like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks. Kramer Hickok. Thanks, buddy. Um, were the galleries strong? Were they rowdy? Were they cheering the for me? Galleries were not rowdy except for um, Big Tone. That makes sense. I'd say that's fair. They love it was slim, pit. but in fairness to the other groups in front, we didn't exactly see the strength of galleries around Billy's group or you know whomever mm-hmm. before, right? I mean, we no galleries. Sam Peters was also uh, busy wheeling birdies a lot of the time, so we have to acknowledge that that he was distracted. This is true. I feel like. Uh... <laughs> TPC Twin Cities, not a lot of space for the galleries, except for around 18, if I remember correctly. Oh. Yeah. Large. I don't know. No, that's right. That's correct. Well, I'm at one part. Yeah, that is correct. You know, we were kind of discussing today. It's, it's kind of hard not to be around that 16, 17 range, 18, um, whether it, we have the tent tickets or not. We kind of figured that's it's kind of crammed out there a little bit, but I mean, you can go out and watch, but you kind of get away from some some of the, the stuff when you're when you're out there. Yeah. Hey, can we talk about that? People what happened here on uh, the first tee shot we watched? 
Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. So we, we, we get, you know, we get our, we get out there finally to watch some golf. We're walking down 18. Uh, we're, we're standing on, on the cart path, kind of, we kind of see a tee ball come figure. We're kind of in the firing range. Um, we're standing there. And by the way, 3M, uh, most volunteers, great. But the guys on 18 directing where the balls are going off the tee, they need to have uh, a reality check on their vision. Um, because one ball, the one person said it was going right down the middle. The next person said it was going left. Uh, three seconds later, Loon Beast almost gets smoked by a golf ball. <laughs> I mean, like day runer smoked. <laughs> oh, you could have gotten a sign. It was close. <laughs> who hit who the bat? Well, well, who hit it? In? Uh, Ryan Gerard. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, that autograph would sell for millions. Oh, yeah, and then he proceeded uh-huh. to hit a dialed approach shot after that from the fescue. From the fescue. All right. Respect Ryan smoked. Gerard. Shout out. It was focused. Oh. On a side slope, too. It was impressive. Ryan Gerard is welcome on the pod. Yeah. Ryan Gerard. Ryan Gerard, we'll get you on the next pod here. I'll so is Cameron Hickok. Uh, yep. I should have okay. you boys get some interviews out there on the course. That should have happened. Oh, man. We tried. It just – uh, we said uh, we're here with Loon State Sports, and they said, with who? Who? It was weird. <laughs> I, I can't believe that Tony they did not say that. About Loon State Sports. It was, it was crazy. Did you actually say that? Yeah. We respect. Growing the brand. Um, if uh, uh, if Sungjae made the cut, he probably would have gave us an interview, honestly. Sungjae mm-hmm. missing the cut is all-time disappointment. Um, all right. We're, uh, are we, have we covered Lee Hodges? I feel like we have. I think we're good with that. Yeah, yeah we've got all these Dodgers. I mean, the guy's probably going to go out and win tomorrow, but we're hoping for an exciting finish. Yeah. I think it's um, a stupid question. Nobody's excited about Lee Hodges. No offense to Lee Hodges. Nobody. No it just makes it worse that he's up by five and then tomorrow. That blows. Does anybody have a Lee Hodges fact? I don't know if he swings the club lefty or righty. I don't even know if he's lefty or righty. I mean, I assume I'm righty, right. but. Righty's a safe bet, but. He's ready. He is a righty. from. What shot he plays, any of that. Um, but shout out to him. Actually, no. Couldn't tell you anything about him. No. All right. Um, next, we have on the list of topics, we have Loon Sam Peters or Loon Karen, who is cooler. Okay. So, well, we'll start off with my vote is Loon Karen. Yeah. I mean, because some she's... Of the dessert she made is, is pretty busted. Well, I set up, I was set up for failure. Loon Sam Peters. <laughs> I my vote is also Loon Karen. Mm. Um, Loon that Sam Peters, you know, you see wh- why Loon Sam Peters is the way he is, <laughs> and it's because of Loon Karen. Um, so she must be. You great. know, he, she is. Loon Karen is fantastic. Loon Sam Peters likes to give shit, and then Loon Karen gives it right back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I mean outstanding uber driver makes outstanding food hospitality in her home so good i i don't know how you don't vote for loon karen it's impossible not to loon especially with the other competition 
Well, I can't vote for myself. That's just lame. <laughs> so it's sweet. So we're, well, I, I okay, well, yet. hold on. Nobody's saying I'm playing sweep. I don't even get one fucking vote here. What is I'll this? Vote Sam Peters, Moon Sam Peters, I vote, I, I vote for you. This part, Thank you. Okay. You, by the way, we shout you out every week and you don't listen. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Well, now you know. Now I know. Now you're not listening. When you get shouted out every week. recurring guest. Recurring guest. That's a debate. You can become an AWL here. You can become an AWL, yeah. Quit talking about our competitors like that. Come on now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that's, real that's on me. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> as the founder of the brand, you should know better. Um, all right. Well, that's settled. Uh, we next have Big Tone can make a comeback. What are we feeling are the actual legitimate odds of that happening tomorrow? Big Tone 20%. is 6 back. 6 back. Um. I mean, obviously, one of the best in the world. All depends if that putter gets hot and if he drives it well. He's been struggling you know, with the drive. But... Big Tone came out absolutely ripping on Thursday. He was uh, 500 through four. What says he can't do that again and put a little pressure on old Lee Hodges? And, you know, he, he might choke it away. Listen, people forget Aaron Baddeley's in the mix here. True. People forget. That long hair, Ozzy. That long hair. Wow. Like people choose to forget. Feathered oh. and lethal today. <laughs> His caddy, too. With the the caddy? Yeah, caddy's nice. got yeah. pretty long sauce as well. good flow as well, yeah. We got saucy lettuce from Aaron Baddeley. Um, mm. He is seven back. But. <laughs> oh. Big tone six. I was I'm saying big tone can do it. I think there might be a collapse coming from from Lee Lee Hodges. I don't know. He's played played solid three days in a row. He's had some insane. Unless he's going to have a Scott Piercy like collapse where he just gets a blister on his foot like last year. (laughs) That was all time. People People forget forget that. Walking one footed amongst the fairways of TPC. (laughs) People forget. (laughs) People forget. I forgot that until now. Oh. That was all time. He takes the shoes off because okay, he's got so, blisters. So let me ask you this. So here's an interesting question. Let me sorry to hijack this. Here's the better question. Of the champions of the TPC so far since it started in 19, obviously the first year was Matthew, Matthew Wolf. Wolf. But second year was Michael Thompson. Yep. Third year was Cam Champ. Last year was um Fino. Of those two in the middle, if you add Lee Hodges in the mix, who's the worst to win? Michael Thompson? Most irrelevant, no. maybe? Fence. Matthew Wolf is the worst to win. No, Matt, Matt, Matt Wolf. Yeah, but Matt Wolf was. I thought Matt Matt Wolf had a I was gonna, moment. I was going to say Matt hey, Wolf. Matt Wolf is not allowed to mention podcast. Now, but, uh, Loon, Loon Sam Peters. I'll tell you why Matt Wolf is. <laughs> well, one, he went live. Number one, he's a live player. There's a small list of people that we actually will still uh, pay attention to from that live tour. Mm-hmm. Number two, his golf swing is atrocious. I don't um, care if the golf swing atrocious or not. I said most irrelevant. He, and number three, he got dropped <laughs> from his live team because he doesn't try. Um, and he's a crybaby on the golf course. And who likes a crybaby? Uh, I think at the time the most irrelevant was uh, Thompson. It has to be. Because Wolf was fairly – he was kind of like an up-and-comer when he won, but really never panned out to anything. But well, I think Michael Thompson probably – I'd say Lee Hodges would be Well, look, look at the cast that Michael – or that Michael – that Wolf closed out on, though, to win. Louis Sam Peters, you're a, you're a blocky fan. True. You're a blocky fan. 
Whoa, where no does, hostility where here. Where does Michael Block come into play on this? We're talking about your buddy, Lou <laughs> Mags. We're talking about Bryson DeChambeau here, buddy. Don't go bring it off the rails. Good Lord. Bryson's yeah. name was not in here. Yeah, Lou right. Sam Peters brought it up I with some very up. relevant facts. He closes out Bryce. He closes out Bryce. You guys have gone off Mark the rails. makes Eagle on 18 to tie it, and then he goes and does it himself. <laughs> that's I'm, enough. I think the that's a crazy take. Crazy. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to bring us back on the rails here. Uh, to sum it up, I feel like Matt, Matt Wolf did have a moment. Like when he was winning, like a couple tournaments when he was coming up, everybody was like, oh, he's up next, but he hasn't been up he's, next. So I think it's fair to he's, say he's irrelevant. He's, um, and Michael Thompson, I believe, is probably at this point maybe slightly less irrelevant. I have to, <laughs> I have, I've had to mute Sam Peters and Sam Peters. Um, just to, just to move on. Um, people are saying when Sam Peters that you support Michael Block, is that true? hey michael block i don't i think he gets a bad rap but i mean i i listen i think anybody that's going to chirp him says he's an awful golfer i'd like to go see you shoot what did he shoot what did he finish at one over i don't remember exactly lewin sam peters i gotta bring up two things here you say he got a bet he gets a bad rap uh but one, he said he would be the greatest golfer of all time if he could drive it like Rory. Um, and he then, did not. And, and he did say that. He turned to talk. And yeah. then he went out and shot 81. And then he comes on to the pre- the post, post-round press conference and says that he shot 58 and 59 before. And I expect to do it tomorrow. Not Didn't shoot as bad, but I mean... The guy shoots himself in the foot yeah. with what the comments that he made that week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a bad rap. I think he just is was too overconfident in a lesser of a PGA Tour event. Obviously, what he did at the PGA was great, um, but he, he just outshined his coverage a little bit there. Yeah. When the microphone's on, Mo speaks a different tune because four hours ago, I was getting flamed for simply not disliking Michael Block. Please. <laughs> Loon Mo. Thanks. Uh oh! When the microphone on, the, I to the allegations. I, I don't know how Moon Sam Peters thinks I <laughs> liked Michael Block earlier, and now I dislike him. I'm just, I, I'm no, stating I, the fact. You were chirping, you were chirping him more four hours ago. You shitting He's on him. standing up. He's standing up. Well, yeah, the guy. He's, uh, he's taking our dessert. He's, he's taking our dessert. He's got our dessert. I just, I was chirping him more because we had more time to talk about. It. I'm just. I'm bullet pointing right now because we got to stay on track for the pod. I feel Send like, him up there. I feel like I agree with Limbo that he got a little bit, he started feeling himself a little too much. And it's not his fault that he went out and shot crazy good for four days at a major, but it is his fault to start acting like he's not going to then, like he's, he was never going to be that for the rest of his life. And that's what, how he acted. So, um, all right. JT, we got to talk JT. Saw him today. Very has cool. The best pedigree of anybody. I'll, fin- it, it, I'll finish if you allow me, Loon Megs. Um, has the best pedigree of anybody in, in the tournament. Played horribly at an easy course, but was practicing today. What, what do we think? What do we think? I think that he wants it more than some of the other guys. <laughs> that even if he's not he playing good right practicing. now, that he's out there grinding. I respect it. 
I, uh, I think, uh, well, first off, he clearly needs to practice uh, shooting two under through two days at 3 a.m. Not great. He can, I mean, if he wants, he can come on this pod, open invite to defend himself, but uh, clearly yeah. a down here. And I'm not sure he's going to make the Ryder Cup with this level of play. He can't make the Ryder Cup. He can't. Yeah, how do we all feel about that? Do you want to see him on the Ryder Cup? I would say. I, I mean, I'm, put, I'm putting him on the Ryder Cup team. Loon St. Peter's, Loon might feel well, different than next to me, but I'm putting him on the Ryder Cup. I'll, I'll let St. Peter's inject, and then I'll, I'll say my piece. Internal, and I think there's, I think it's two different questions. Would I like to see him on the Ryder Cup, and do I think he should be on the Ryder Cup? Of course I'd like to see him. It's JT. He's, he's awesome. I love JT. Do I think he should be? Absolutely not. And I, I think anybody that says otherwise is absolutely asinine. It's the craziest comment so, in the world. He does I, not deserve I, it. I, you know, going off of what Boon Sam Peter said, um, couldn't agree more. I was kind of thinking the same thing, actually. Obviously, we'd love to see him, but we kind of went through this two years ago with uh, Ricky Fowler. Uh we always want to see Ricky on the Ryder Cup. Great mm-hmm. person to be playing well in the game of golf. We're excited that he is back now and probably going to make it. Yeah, all have the turntables. You have to. Yeah, um, have to put him on. You know, will should he be on the Ryder Cup? No. Ricky Fowler should not have been in the Ryder Cup two years ago, and that's why he wasn't there. Right. JT, he's got to earn it. Like, there's no – JT the won name, a major recently, though. The name doesn't – just because he has the name oh, and he's what he's done, the results aren't there this year, and that's the biggest thing. Not recently. He won recently a PGA enough. A year so, and a half ago. You yeah, a year so and a half ago. I'm calling that recently. So Intern Allen, Intern Allen. Oh, if you have the ability to pull up the points list right now, um, I think this is a great topic to bring up and and figuring out who we think. You know, we're we're about two months away from the Ryder Cup. There's four events left. Uh, we all know that, that that go into this, the rest of the points. Right. There's six automatic qualifiers, six captain's picks. I have my guess on who it's going to be. It's probably different with everybody else on the pod today. Um, JT's not on my 12 because he hasn't earned it. You have guys like Keegan Bradley, who's been playing well this year. Tony Fee now, who's been playing better than JT, not better than some other play, there's some other names up there. Um, yeah, but I think I in think, between the last pick will be in between Keegan Bradley and Tony Finau for me. I think that's that's the thing with conversations like this is, um, you're just like, oh, yeah, he should be on the right cup. Oh, he should be on the right cup. He should, okay, who are you taking off? And I think it would be massively unfair to take off a Keegan Bradley, a big tone. Big tone is what 10 shots better than him today, like this yeah. week. Or something like that, you know. Um, right. I think it's massively unfair to take off guys like that just because JT's name sounds good, you know, on the roster. When he hasn't he hasn't legitimately played well all year. And yeah. Like I obviously made a bet on him last week to play well in Liverpool, but he, you know, I that was wrong. And you can't just keep <laughs> making, making a bet that he's gonna play well when he hasn't been playing well at all. Um yeah. he's lost? in the same boat as Ricky Fowler, where you want him to come out of the slump. Um, you know, that's, that's golf for you. It's a game of ups and downs. Your game is there. Your game is not there. It's weird to see uh, players like that down there struggling because of what they've done in the past. But you can't just like wish him to play well on a seat, you know, actually play well. Uh, Have we lost Loon Sam Peters and Loon Beast? No, we're live. Oh, they're, they're live. All right. 
respect. All right. We're just respecting our time here. If you're watching on the YouTube, you won't be able to see them right now. But um, we briefly can we briefly just talk about the Ryder Cup coming up here in Rome? I know this was not on the topic of debate, but I'm genuinely curious about takes here coming out of uh, Whistling two years ago. What I said, let it fly. Coming out of of Whistling two years ago, I think we all thought the USA was going to go on an absolute run and a tear here for the next 10 years. Thoughts on how that's altered and changed? Because I personally think it has. I think out of nowhere, the European team's got a legitimate chance to do a little magic. Maybe not this year, but in two years from now. I don't think so. Well, okay, if I must interject. (laughs) If I must. I mean, you must. Rudolph, hey, when did you become so proper? I, I don't Christ. know. I just, I just, you get, you get, don't want to get the but you get the camera in front of him, and all of a sudden hey. it's just try hard central. I just don't want to overstep. I want, I want everybody to have a piece of their mind being, you know, right, I want everybody to be able to talk. But Go ahead, I think this is an, uh, this is a topic that I'm very, uh, you know, well versed about and compassionate about. So. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously whistling straights went about as good as you could have wanted it for USA. They absolutely rinsed the Europeans. I mean, it wasn't close. Europeans aren't um, good. They weren't. They were they're really good bad. Now. Um, I, yeah, I, I personally think that they're going to win in Italy, but, uh, not the Europeans, the, U- the yeah. Americans. Yeah. Um, but that being said is how long, I mean, it's been how many years since the USA has gone over there and won. So, I mean, I get Sam, Loon Sam Peters there saying that, you know, the next 10 years it it might be a smoke show there. I know he's saying now that, that things have changed, but. Um, what are you talking about, Loon Sam Peters? I, they, are, they don't stand a chance. I, I, I think it's going to be closer overseas every time because they have the ability to, to set up the course the way they want it. Um. And that always hurts the Americans more than what people think. Yeah, okay. that's a good point. Uh, I agree. I'm just. I would just like to point out that the European team isn't shit. I yeah. Right? Uh, can I have a, uh, a say in this year? And I listen. Who, I, who I, are their players? Lou and Sam Listen, I'm with you for Rome this year. I, I do think the USA should win, and they should win handily. But if you look at the young talent the European team has, also. Not bad. Can we get some names out of you? Yeah. Beast? The European team has some core players, and they got I mean, a couple Rom, of them. Rom and Rory. They got Rob, Rory, Hoblin, Justin oh, Rose, Hero, uh, up-and-comer, big up-and-comer. That's probably not going to make a team this Rose year. Justin Rose doesn't sound like young talent. Yeah, a guy like Seth Strzok has been playing well. Definitely good. Don't forget Tommy Ladd. Big Bob McIntyre. Bob McIntyre has been playing really well this year. Put Bob McIntyre on that list. I'm also with you, Megs. Would you rather have Bob McIntyre or JT right now? Who would you tomorrow? Have Bob McIntyre. Or That's like Bradley. putting Grayson Murray on this list. Oh, come well, on. You can't put Bob McIntyre on there. Don't be ridiculous with the Grayson oh, Murray. Oh, my gosh. You guys, Buddy. you saw Bob McIntyre take Play second one in one tournament yeah. and you're putting him on this up and comer list. The guy has been on tour for. Five okay. plus we're not years. putting him He's on the encumber list. We're putting him on the European list. Look at his DP World Tour points. <laughs> He's That's no me. good. Look at the other DP names up there. You have like Janet Hall and Adrian Morong. Like these, <laughs> no, the av- the average golfer has no idea who these people are. They aren't we left good. Out Tommy, we left out Tommy Fleetwood. 
Yeah, we did forget Fairway. You also I said, I don't said forget Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood can't win on the PGA Tour, Loon San Peter. Loon Migs, aren't you the him. biggest Tommy Fleetwood guy in the world? Debatably? I'm I'm just anti Bob McIntyre, whatever this we bullshit is. We left Matthew about. Fitzpatrick. That's a good point. He hasn't been yeah, playing, we're not playing well. Nature. Also not playing well right now. I'm not saying Europe's going to win. I'm just no. saying they're going to put up a fight. They got I'm some just, dogs. I'm just saying they're not that bad. Hey, oh, yeah. I, I okay. also, hey, oh, I yeah. agree, but I think it's off of the, the, the preface that they get to set up the course the way that they want it, just like they did in, in 2018. Um, when when the USA couldn't hit yeah, fairways, they off. I'm just I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be this runaway that a year ago journalists were talking about it going to be. I just I don't. I just, yeah, well, I mean we can place okay. a bet on it, Loon so, Sam Peters. Loon Sam Peters. My one worry is and why it would be close. You have Wyndham Clark who has never played in the Ryder Cup. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Probably we Brian have Hunt. the Open champion Brian Harmon. Who, yeah. We have no idea what's going to happen. Dog, though. He's a dog. But after those two, you have all vets pretty much. Scotty ain't going to be touched in the Ryder Cup. He's number one in the world for a reason. Got uh, Cantley and Shoffley, that dynamic duel. They're not going to lose. As long as it's not a major, they're the best players in the world. B, also a good Ryder Cup player. Ricky is a good match play player. Max Homa, though. Max Homa, great player. And I will say it. Well Bradley is a great match play player. I yeah. don't know if he's going to make it, but he if he does, he loves his country as well. So I'm pro Keegan. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to probably... be interesting. It's going to be interesting come September. Keegan Bradley hates the Redcoats. That's fair. I think it'll be. Uh, I think I don't think it'll be good. They'll probably win. I but... think the depth of the United States is That's just overpowering. Of what the Europeans have. I'll probably take it, I agree with that, but look what happened at Medina. Oh, look what happened at Medina. Medina was, God. what, 12 years ago? Like, we're in a way different time of the game. It doesn't matter. You literally just, the United, what, you're going to look at both of those rosters and tell me the USA wasn't deeper at Medina? Moon Peters, we're, we're going to have to come back to this because holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, this is a debate for another time, maybe maybe in a couple months here. But uh, yeah, we'll what's our next topic? When the Cup season comes. Um, unless you have any more, we have a 3M food list. Well, let's push that back. We have one more in there. We have Tom Hoagie, obviously local name in the area. Um, he, he made a lot of birdies today. He also made a lot of bogeys. We saw him make like a, like a 45 footer for Eagle on 18 today. Sick. And it was electric. What's he and then we also saw him dropping F bombs about four holes later <laughs> because of him hitting it like us. Dropping hard F bombs. I mean, he, he was yeah, hitting it, it like the average player. He right. chunked, it was a touch hit, but he chunked it a touch. It was tough no, to watch. It doesn't really work as well when you say that. I'm not going to lie. But um, he's minus eight. Obviously, he's out, out of the contention. Um, how's he's he only looking, 12 back. How's he looking for the FedEx Cup, though? FedEx Cup, he's like 45th, so he's a lock for the first so event. Good. Yep, he's locked. He's locked in there. He, I mean, he's he's done well enough to to make the playoffs. He's good in the FedEx Cup, too. He is. Yeah. He is pretty good. I mean, he's just – honestly, he's a pretty solid player. Like He's uh, – yeah, I would call – He's a fantastic ball striker. 
I think outside of like obviously where we grew up, nobody really knows about Tom Hoggy, but he's one of those players that's like always there, a constant type of guy. So really good top twenty bet if people are golf betters and they want to bet on tournaments. Did you ever uh make any contact with Mr. Mr. Hoggy? You say what's we up? attempted. He's kind of stoic. Yeah, yeah, he's not a talker. He kind of stays locked in. Loon Mope? Um I have met him before. I have. I've never played golf with him, but I have met him. Would he remember um, you? Probably not. Definitely not. Um, yeah. I think if 1v1 on Rose Creek, it'd be a good match. Or with you and him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in my prime. Maybe. Hey, my that's, prime. That's, your, that's your track, though. So you, it's your, you know. Uh, it's his track, too, isn't it? I mean, not, not anymore. Oh. Loon Sam Peters likes to think he would rinse the floor with me, but Loon Sam Peters forgets to remember that I've shot seven under at Rose Creek. Hey, we got to get and, the match going for for the YouTube. And that doesn't if I was on my game, I, I, I don't think I would beat him, but I wouldn't lose by much. You get a couple strokes aside, make it interesting. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be fair. Um. Any other topics on this list that I don't have? Uh, we've got our just the food. 3M food list and then the three horses of the day. Should we do – which one do you want first? Let's do the food list first, huh? Food list first? Okay, well, it's yeah. – Yeah. So just rip through it quick and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Is this just we'll what just, you guys we'll ate or is it like a ranking? Oh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on here. All right. Just, I'm, I'm going to let you cook. All right. Loon, Loon Mags just – Absolutely buzzing today. We've got started off today with a pancake and a bloody. Then he went on to chicken risotto, shrimp and grits, braised short rib, three Kona big waves. Kind of powered through there. Also had a Paloma ice cream bar, two Stella Artois, one pulled pork Sammy, some of a charcuterie board, two ID checks. And one mini cupcake on site <laughs> in the tent. Site. So we were we were buzzing there. We were really going. <laughs> what do you mean on site? Like <laughs> all of that was on the course. <laughs> Wait, you're next like... up, Loon Beast. <laughs> Go ahead. We can do you want do you have any comments on that on the menu? You're getting like a oh, yeah, we'll short keep, rib we'll on, keep rolling. on the course. Keep keep cooking. Loon Beast. Absolutely, he's got a half ranking in here, but we'll we'll run through his screwdriver right away. No breakfast for him. He had a silly lime seltzer, two McUltras, two and a half goose crans is what he wrote. One juicy lie, two short ribs. No goose. Okay, so I keep going. Two short ribs. Two shrimp and grits, one, one blueberry cookie, one bag, <laughs> one bag of Chex Mix, one pulled pork, one shark cooter, and one orange cream hey, bar. We and can't then, forget about the uh, shrimp uh, chili corn at the end. Yeah, we didn't have that to the list. Yeah, we didn't have that corn. Also, a bag of Cheez Its. <laughs> No, we didn't eat the cheese. All on the they're, they're still yep. in the bag. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, they were All right. there. All right. Two bowls of popcorn at the brewery after. Mm. 
So <laughs> Loon Moat really uh I really uh wanted to try all the liquids today. <laughs> I had one screwdriver, no breakfast, one stilly lime seltzer, one cranberry caddy, two vodka lemonades, one Michelob Ultra, and one McGolden. And then we had two short ribs. Double short rib. Those were impeccable. One pulled pork, one charcuterie as well. And then I'm a big sweets guy. It's my guilty pleasure <laughs> in life. I had two chocolate chip cookies, two of these little ice cream bars, and two apple tartars. We also have an honorable mention for Loon St. Peter's for eating seven different ice cream bars on the course today. <laughs> so we just want to give a shout out okay. to him. Six. <laughs> oh, I had four. I had one okay. ice cream stick and three mini drumsticks. God forbid it. I think the a- other three of us can all agree that it was more than four. You had more than four. Okay. Come on. Okay. Could have been five, but I'm fairly confident it was four. I am fairly <laughs> confident. But it could have been five. All right. We'll, we'll call it five. We'll call it five. For the record, yeah. I didn't keep it. That would have just been an absolute. <laughs> that, so we don't have that, all this for the San Peters. All right. Now we got our. The tier recap. We've gone through the food. Three horses of the day. We're going to go me or. Loon, Loon Mags and Loon, Loon Mo. Loon Stan Peters, Loon Beast, and then in and out. Yep. Is it To be clear, is this a, it's a draft or are we doing all of them? It's a draft. It's so our it's, three horses. It's, it's our three horses. For three horses a day, which I yep. heard about minutes before we started recording. To be well, clear. so you should have yours prepared by now. So. Okay. Yeah, I got you want to start okay, yeah, I, got so I think we're clear on our 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I think so. So we're, we're going to go 1-1, one, one, mixed drinks. They were flowing today. Yep. Um, figuring out prices of those on course and knowing that we got them for free, it's an absolute horse today. Yeah. I mean, we saved you can't feel bad a couple Benjis today just on mixed drinks. And they were all incredible. All great tasting. Loved them. Sounds like uh Loon Sam Peters family really hooked you up. Yeah, Loon Sam Peters came up Loon Sam Peters dad. Uh, definitely with the hook up there. Yep, yep. Uh, fantastic one-one pick. I'd like to comment briefly. Uh, Loon Jack did not hammer the drinks whoa, though. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was going three conas all day. Oh, Loon Megs turned. Okay, still so had two mixed drinks. If you will refer to Loon Megs is draft board on his what I drank today. But okay, move on. Yeah, move not on. sure. Like a little caveat. In there. Don't you talk again. Move on. Just make your pick. All right. Our our, 1-2, debatably 1-1, just Loon Karen. Mm. Fantastic. (laughs) Good Fantastic day with with Loon Karen. She shuttled us up 40 minutes north, 40 minutes back south. She bought her beer. She made us dinner. She made us breakfast. Just a fantastic all-around day from her. Mm. All-star performance. So So it's fair to say that the sweep of Loon Karen being cooler. Just yeah. to go back to that point. Yeah. Fair. I don't disagree. I just would have like would like a pity vote. That's all I'm asking. I, gave you a pity vote. I, gave I know. I know. That's why you're goaded. Okay. okay. Sorry. Sorry. Move sorry. on. Move on. Intern Allen. Intern Allen. Hurt. You got back to back picks here. I got back to back here. That's tough because yep. uh, I don't know if I have two. But um, I'd say my my one my first horse. Is that what we're saying? Um, first yeah. horse. It's my 2009 Toyota Camry. 320 DJB. 
I've been driving city all pack. Over the place. It is a horse. That no, thing. it's not. <laughs> that thing takes me everywhere. It doesn't complain. I mean, if there was a graphic, you'd lose immediately. (laughs) I don't know what this is. Um, My second horse is um, Pepper Ridge Farm chocolate chip cookies. I've been having like four of them a night um, right before bed. And And it's been been whaling. So, nice nice little snack. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's it. Our next horse here oh, would be Fat Pants Brewing. We oh. stopped there after, after the 3M here, and we got the uh, Minnesota Cream Ale thing whaled. Uh, also had, tried the little house beer. Shout out. out at all. Um, uh, great, great logo, great name, great experience. Oh. Uh, would like to go back next time. I'm here in EP. Sponsor pause, thanks. But don't don't dox. <laughs> don't dox we're losing. Are we up? Are yeah, we up? You're up. You got two. Uh, our our two three. We're sticking with uh the three M open and what you know what it what uh happened today. Uh the food. I mean, I don't think any of us had one piece of bad food today. Um it was amazing. I think that was a major horse today. Kept us going. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we'll take our wrap around. We'll just roll right into it here. And we're gonna take the great outdoors. Just great day on the course and now in Loon St. Peter's backyard. All I want to do is fire beers. And it's truly a majestic feeling. So I'm just gonna just give a shout out to the great weather we're having over here in an unknown unknown location. EP. All right. Um, Luton Sam, any comments? Uh, on the weather? On the weather? No, it's your pick. You're up next. Oh, well, don't say any comments. Say you're up. You can comment if you want to. No, we were, go- we were just on mute here going back and forth for a second. Needed to, needed to uh, confirm what we wanted. We're struggling here. Uh, uh, we we, we got a couple great options, actually. We're not struggling. Well, yes, we're struggling to pick a great option. Sort of yeah, the um, big options. Yeah. I think our, our workhorse of the day is high noons, nooners, uh, no free ads, but uh, shout out to nooners. Uh, just fantastic all around drink today. Uh, looking forward to no free ads. No free ads. Sponsor the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're just, we're looking forward to the rest of this evening on this beautiful patio. Uh, a lot of cold nooners in the fridge mm-hmm. yet to be drank. And uh, I think all the boys will be, be happy that we're no free ads, not sponsored, um, but hoping to be soon. Uh, by a high noon. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, good pick. Come sponsor the pod. Thanks. Um, I have the last pick. Yeah, um, you have the last pick. Round us out, Mister Irrelevant here, huh? Mister Irrelevant. My horse of the day is Starbucks. Um, hey, been having no, bad pick recently. Not a coffee guy, but I get the, the frappuccino without coffee in it. It's oh my! No, you don't. <laughs> Stop. All right. Pause over. Nasty I, do, I, do, I, do. I sit there. I ground out some work. It's good. No. It's the move. It's oh. the move. Gross. That's my horse today. We'll put that on the graphic. Tweet it out. That, I mean, your horses would lose like Cuerdo. 
<laughs> you can see the graphic on Loon State Sports. Yeah, yeah. no Loon. Yeah, Most I was going to use to draw that up. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, that that's Intern- the... Intern Allen, do you have anything else for more for us? We've got beers to fire. The boys are the boys are grinding. Do you have any questions though? We'd we'd love to. I got nothing. Do you have any more takes you want to get off? I think I got uh, any up. any winner predictions for tomorrow? Should we go round table discussion? Loon St. Peter's first. Lee Hodges. Uh, no, but I would like to throw out one quick honorable mention. Um, and I didn't think it was doing the job until later on. You guys hammered it more than I did. Uh shout out to the sunscreen uh today. Yeah. The legs, especially in the top. Shout out to that lady that gave us shout the sunscreen. Shout out to the lady that offered that, because I was going to say no. Any and... shout outs to the birdies? No shout outs to the birdies? Yeah, I no, saw that no tweet. Shout out to the birdie. Just uh, a sunscreen birdie. Just a lot sunscreen. of birdies and not just uh, golf shots. I would just like birdie. to that out. That's, that's all I have, though. Thank you. All right. I mean, anybody, nobody else has anything. I think My great. winner prediction is Tony Finau. Okay. <laughs> great. All right. Lee um, Hold on. Hey, thanks for having us, intern. We're yeah, uh, we're locked okay. uh, All the loons for coming on. Hey, appreciate you, intern Allen. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming hope on. Hope to be back on, back on soon. Yep. Maybe I'll start. Hey, maybe I'll start listening. Maybe I'll give you a download. Please, please <laughs> do. We shout you out every week, Loon Sam Peters. All right, peace. All right, peace. All righty. Thank you again. Thanks again. Loon Megs, Loon Beasts, Loon Sam Peters, and Loon Mope for that one. Um, thanks to Loon Karen too, making making a cameo appearance. Shout out, um, come on the pod. Um, Post game, uh, a few things to clean up from last uh, couple weeks ago or last week. Uh, haven't been to Barbie yet. Did not man up and go to Barbie. That did not happen. Um, also, just want to get it out there. I know there's been talk. I, I stand with Alex Earl. Um, she didn't know he was 17, and that's all I'll say about that. Um, she's still my queen. Um, I kind of hate that I just said that. That was disgusting. Um, whatever. Post game this week is uh, another review, very different type of review, though. Um, this is a National Baseball Hall of Fame review. So I went there uh, Sunday night, or not Sunday night, um, Sunday all day. Drove three hours up there starting at 8 a.m. Um, spent about six, seven hours in, Cooper ta- in Cooperstown itself, about four hours in the museum. Um, and then drove three hours back um, to my place in New Jersey. Um, yeah, I... I wrote down a bunch of things. Again, credit to me for having having notes prepared um, for taking this podcast seriously. Um, I think overall it was a really, really good experience. Um, it's a place that I've wanted to go to for a very long time, like since I was, you know, 10 and even like knew, it was, knew what it was, maybe since I was like eight or nine or something like that. I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, it was really cool. I think, well, I'll just get into it. Like I, <laughs> in the plaque room, um, which is like the, f- most of the first floor, it's the one where you see it on the videos and you like, that's, it's one that is like the main attraction that, you know, all the players in the hall of fame have a plaque and players slash executives slash whoever, managers, whoever else, um, they all have a plaque. It says their name and shows them picture and, 
the scribes and all this stuff. Um, like low key, I got like emotional in the, in the plaque room. Um, don't know what it was. Did not really expect that. I expected to think it was really cool to have a good time. I, I expected, you know, I drove up there three hours, so I expected to like spend all day um, and take my time in there and, and really make sure I saw everything I wanted to see. But I did not really expect to like get emotional being there. Um, like you see players talk about it, like how they, you know, get overwhelmed or whatever, walking in the plaque room when their plaque gets up or whatever. I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm sure I would feel that if I played in major league baseball and was a hall of famer. And like, that was a big moment for me. And I certainly did not expect it to happen to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it was just, uh, I don't know. It was just like, little parts of my childhood that I kind of forgot happened um, came up, you know, when I saw David Ortiz's plaque and, and those uh, loon heads that don't know, like I cheated on the twins for a good 10 years there, which, you know, I'm back on the twins now, but had some good times with the Red Sox and David Ortiz was a large part of that. And um, 2013 World Series, he was, he was big. Like one of my base, one of my best like baseball fandom moments was, in that ALCS that year, hitting that um, homer when it looked like they, were, you know, the Tigers were in sort of control of that series, and it looked like, you know, it looked a little bit bleak. And then Dave Ortiz hits a, a grand slam over the wall in right field. Uh, Tory Hunter turns upside down. All that stuff. Like that's one of my, like, sort of core fandom moments of my life. And I kind of forgot that it was that those emotions were there in some ways. And I don't know. I just like. People talk about how they get, like, drawn to the Mona Lisa when they go to the Louvre in Paris. Like, I was drawn. I was just sitting in front of David Ortiz's plaque like an idiot just staring there, you know. Um, it's weird, man. Um, same thing for Roberto Clemente, just a little bit. Um, I feel like most Loonheads won't know this at all. Like, before I even, like, really knew anything about baseball, the Pirates were my favorite team because I like their uniforms. Um, so I'm talking like when I'm seven, six, seven years old at this point. Um, and Roberto Clemente, cause the pirates were horrible back then. Roberto Clemente was the only player that I knew of the pirates that was ever any good. And so he became my favorite player for like the first three years that I knew what baseball was. So I saw his plaque and I was like, wow, it's surprising that this is, this is doing this for me. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Some little, little six year old case was really happy. And I guess that made me cry, but, um, yeah. Anyway, not to get deep on the internal show, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a very, very awesome experience just to like be there and feel that. Um, that being said, there were some cons. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just gonna like just froth at the mouth over the Hall of Fame for this entire post game. Um, let me run run through some of the cons. Um, so if you don't know the Hall of Fame, the bottom the uh the bottom floor the first floor is the plaque room and then there's like the gift shop is mostly the plaque room um and then the second and third floors are like the museum part of it where it just like tell the history of the game or whatever um the second floor is basically a timeline through the um through the history of the league um starting with the old national league when it was like in the 1800s and they weren't being paid and all this other stuff and then how it eventually became what it is now um and then the third floor was like it's a, still historical exhibits still um you know just kind of museum stuff telling the history of the game but 
it wasn't a timeline. It was just kind of like, oh, this is what the world – like just pieces of World Series history in this little area. Um, all-time records memorabilia in this little area. Um, other, you know, other stuff um, that I'm forgetting it right now. But those are two main things on the third floor. Um, oh, there was like, uh, here's your, here's the like recent history of your team. And then all 30 teams had like a locker filled with like recent stuff. Like we had Kent to glove in there or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, but if you, here's my criticism. If you didn't know the twins existed before you walked to the second floor of that museum, you would not know they existed when you left the second floor of that museum. And so the timeline of the history of baseball, there was almost, almost nothing about the Twins. I, I think I, I can look through some pictures here because I would have taken pictures if they existed of those guys. Obviously, the plaque room, the Twins Hall of Famers are the Twins Hall of Famers. You can't control a lot about that. So, you know, the representation isn't necessarily up for debate on some of that stuff. But the second floor where they tell the history of the game, like there wasn't there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot. Um, I think there might have been literally nothing on the second floor about the Twins. I'm sure that's wrong. I'm sure I missed something. Or, um, or like, I'm forgetting something now. But there was almost nothing. And we won. I'm not necessarily saying we because I wasn't alive then. But um, the Twins won World Series, World Series, two of them in five years. So, um feel like the part about the late 1980s and the early 1900 or 1990s should have a little bit something about the twins you know um they only like walked off homer game six in 91 and then walked off again in game seven to win the world series like that that feels like a, a, cool, a cool moment that happened that like should maybe be talked about and, and like here's the thing i'm getting post mad now um I'm not usually a guy that's like, oh, the Twins are, like, underrepresented in national media. Like, they never talk about us. They always talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox. That's all true, and it's true for a reason because most people care about those teams more than they care about the Twins. That's fine. I'm not, like, saying that's wrong. But the Hall of Fame should be impartial. And there was, like, a whole section about how the Braves were the Twins of the nine, or the, the Braves were the team of the 90s. And they won one World Series in 95. The Twins also won one World Series in the 90s. And it was against the Braves. They won. They beat the Braves. So it's like, how are the Braves the team of the 90s? Yeah, they were really good for some of the others in the years in the 90s. They won one World Series. You know, obviously, like, there was some Joe Carter, Blue Jay stuff. They won back-to-back. That's fair. But, like, how was their Braves and no Twins if they're, you know, how are they the team of the 90s? You know, we have from 87 to 99, and I understand that that's even that entire area. The Twins have two. Braves have one for that entire like time period so whatever that's the part where it's like okay like this hall of fame should be impartial you can't mention the twins once because they won two world series like what are we doing so that's a criticism also criticism there are way too many way too many disrespectful last children in this hall of fame and i understand um that like Teams go there, like travel teams, they visit Cooperstown. It's a big thing for them. They All the kids on the team go and they like let loose. I'm sure that'd be really fun. And in fact, maybe some of the reasons I was emotional is that I didn't have that experience when I really, really enjoyed it um, as a kid. But um, 
it was just kind of fun. I mean, it was, I wasn't even that mad at this part. It was just like, wow, there's a lot of children around. Like, holy. Um, a couple good moments from the children, though, that were actually kind of funny. Um, one little, little kid. So this wasn't even like the kids I'm talking about. But um, he was like talking to his mom. He's like, did they build dinosaurs? Or he said, did they build baseball stadiums once the dinosaurs were extinct? That was a solid question. Respect to that guy. Um, there's a kid from Wyzetta looking for Joe Maurer's plaque. Um, didn't really have the... Didn't have it in me to tell him. Although, I did end up like inform Like this... Okay, this is probably bad. But <laughs> there's a World Series ring section. Um, and I was sitting there looking at them. Like you would, you know, at the museum. This kid asked his dad, why isn't there... He's like a 12-year-old baseball player from wherever. Um, this kid asks his dad, why is there no ring for 1994 that the dad doesn't know? So I'm like, uh, it was a strike shortened season. There was no World Series that year. Both of them look at me a little weird. Whatever. I answered the question. Dad didn't know the answer, so you know that's not, that's not my fault that he didn't know. Um, then don't know why he asked this, but he's like, did the Blue Jays ever win the World Series? And then, like, before the dad could even answer, I said 92 and 93. I was like, I was like, this one's for me, too. <laughs> and so then I, this, that, at that point, the dad was like, who are you? Why are you talking to my son? Um, I just kind of left. You know, it's not my fault. He doesn't know. But um, thought that was funny. Um, just, you know, a 24-year-old walking around by himself trying to teach kids about the game. It was electric. Um... Also, in the video, there's, like, a video when you first go in to the museum part. There's, like, a 16-minute video. Basically, it shows all the most famous baseball moments, you know, the typical ones. Um, Kirk Gibson, home run, shot hard around the world. Hank Aaron's record breaker, um, all that stuff. Um, right before that video started, kid farted. Everybody laughed. Just electric. Just electric content. That was really funny. Um yeah. So our, uh, the kids, they were annoying at some points because it was like, all right, well, I can't look at this big part of the exhibit right now because there's 20 children just like running around being annoying. But also they were very funny. So I, you know, it is what it is. Um, on the third floor, this is where I... Um, back to the twins thing, by the way. Um, if you didn't know the twins existed before the third floor, you would learn they existed when you saw a life-size jersey from John Roush, who has the record for being the tallest MLB player of all time. Um, he's 6'10", and he was like a very mid closer for them when they were really not good um so shout out john roush come on the pod uh shout out to him for like letting the world know the twins exist because that was like the most noticeable exhibit they had other than the plaques in the entire building um there also was like there was a shovel from when they broke ground on target field so that's electric um really drawn in a lot of fans there with that um but yeah shout out john roush come on the pod um had to bring that in because that's a, a twins thing. Um, 
The other, the other uh, gripe I have a little bit is uh, PEDs are not mentioned at all, really. I mean, there is mention of it. It's like, oh, here, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, they had a really fun summer, and they were on PEDs. So, like, whatever. Um, the thing is, Barry Bonds is almost, for as important, Barry Bonds is maybe the best player of all time. Um, and you can argue whether, I mean, if you sort of take PEDs out of the equation, he is the best player of all time. You can argue whether he would have been without him or not, whatever. Um, but there's almost no Barry Bonds memorabilia at all. I think the only piece of Barry Bonds I saw was in the like league records section. It was the 38th homer of his 72 home run season. Um, so it's like I know Barry Bonds like has beef with the Hall of Fame, and you know, rightfully so, probably from his end. But um, I think it's funny that it gave him one ball, and it was a 38th homer ball that really nobody cares about. Um, and they like sort of displayed it prominently, but they celebrate the shit out of Hank Aaron. They have like a whole Hank Aaron section um, on the second floor, I believe, for him being like the home run king. But like he's just not anymore. Um, and you can say what you want about the World Series, like you can say what you want about that record being real or not, but they didn't say anything about how it's not technically real. So it's like I don't know. It just was like, all right, you're not telling people stuff, you know, that type of thing. Um, a couple other pros, actually. Um, the town of Cooperstown itself is actually awesome. Um, there's like 10, if you're a memorabilia guy at all, there's like 10 memorabilia stores right around the right around the um, the museum. And I bought like 400 baseball cards for like 40 bucks. Um, so that was fun. Packed a Mookie Betts jersey today, so shout out to, I mean, shout out to me for that, I guess. I don't know. Um, Mookie, Mookie Betts jersey card, that is. Game worn. It says so on the card, so that's awesome. Uh, check my B-reel, it's there. Um, however, there's no Taco Bell or, like, McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's. There's no, like, fast food anywhere nearby. So when I was trying to get lunch, I had to, like, find... Like, it's all sit-down restaurants, and there's no food in the building itself. So it's like, where am I going to eat? Um, I ended up going to a pizza place. It wasn't bad, but, um, yeah. I just want to play the show now, which is kind of a problem as well, because I don't have my PS4 here. And I'm also really bad at the show, so I know, like, once I start, I, like, get frustrated because I can't hit. Um, but, yeah, I think that was uh, – that's all the notes I had. Oh, there was a guy. I missed one. There's a guy um, in the plaque room who is a Hall of Famer, I think through the Negro Leagues, um, which are now presented at the same place. Um, his nickname was Cum, C-U-M. He was like Cumberland something, but well, let me find it. Uh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. It's not him. This is, by the way, going in the cons de- or in the pro department. That's somebody whose nickname is Comp. That's electric. Um, Terry Puggy. Oh, there it is. Cumberland Willis Posey Jr. And then right, it says that. And then right under it says, quote, come, quote. So like it says come in quotes. Um, yeah, he was a entrepreneur of baseball um for the negro league so he like owns the homestead grace 
So cool. Shout out to come, but, um, that was fine. Um, I think that's it. Overall rating. I give it 8.7 for the twins world series that they didn't include, um, in 87, 8.7. All right. That's it. Um, also haven't gotten pulled over by the cops recently. So shout out to me for that. Um, trying to think what emoji um i'll make them search for this i think there's emoji of like a ninja like playing with a sword or something that one see ya